0: The following sermon is by Dan Thomas, pastor and teacher at Community Church in Edwardsburg, Michigan. If you've never visited us at Community Church, we invite you to join us at 28647 U.S. 12 West in Edwardsburg. And now, here is Pastor Dan Thomas. Father, we do pray that your Spirit would powerfully meet with us during this time. Lord, may the King of our heart Truly be the shelter to which we run. Lord, help us to grasp a hold of that idea and learn more to run and hide in you. I pray in your name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, once a, uh, let's see, once every three months, I guess, we have a five week Sunday. And when we do that, we have what we call Family Sunday, and the kids are in here with us. And last time we did that, I totally brain froze. I totally forgot the kids were going to be here. Now, not that my sermon was boring. It was still pretty doggone good, I'm pretty sure, but, uh, but, it, uh, but I decided I needed to make up for it a little bit, so I really tried to get creative this week, okay, so I need to ask you to bear with me for a second, because I need to set up a few things. I don't know, when I say uh, I got creative, does that put scare, f- fear into anybody, or excitement? I don't know, probably fear, um, that will go with that, so we'll see what happens here, but... Uh, no, I meant creative, not in, you know, changing the message or anything, but in our presentation, we'll try to get a little bit more creative with that. Um, this is the weekend, I think, when fear, how are we doing there? Fear, that does it, all right? Fear takes a uh, center stage, you know, the whole Halloween weekend and everything. I've got to tell you, not a big fan. Okay, if you ask me what my favorite scary movie is, my answer is no. Um, you know, did you ever want to go to a haunted house? Not in my life. I'm pretty sure uh, Right before I die, I can still say I've never been to a haunted house I'm never going to one. I don't really like the idea of fear Now I'm not crazy about, uh, you know, even as we gather here today, we don't want to exalt fear Is that how we would say it? Okay, we don't want to lift it up We want to talk about how to deal with fear. <laughs> By the way, a little side note I was looking up, you know, some different things The scariest Halloween costumes that they had, they, they ranked them Okay, number three, the scariest Halloween costume was the uh, hockey mask guy, you know, uh, from the movie. Number two was the devil. Okay, devil only got second place. Uh, I'm sure he's going to try harder. But um, but what do you think number uh, one was? Somebody said it clowns. Yeah. (laughs) Clowns beat the, and I I agree with that completely. I got to tell you, I get get scared to death of clowns. I don't like them at all. Uh, But but we are not going to be focusing on the fears. We're going to be focusing on how to deal with them. Uh, In fact, as part of my creativity, we're going to have you fill out your name tag later. Don't do that yet. Hopefully, everybody got one of those that you could fill out later. But we're going to start with this idea right here, which fits into the phrase that we sang when we sang may the king of my heart be the shelter to which I run but i have learned in dealing with fear that it is good that i have a safe place in which to run to in which to hide love this verse the name of the lord is a strong tower the righteous man runs into it and he is safe anybody ever sing a song that goes with that i don't know we my kids did the, the name of the lord is a strong tower the righteous run into it and we are safe nobody And can can we break out spontaneously singing that right now? I think that'd be a beautiful thing. Okay, we're not doing that. Uh, But but that that idea of holding on to this verse, that's what we want to talk about. I was trying to think of an illustration, you know, of a time when I was really afraid and had to run. But as I mentioned, I have done a great job throughout my life of avoiding scary situations okay so i haven't been afraid very often because i don't go where it's scary there was a time i was about 20 years old i was in chicago in the evening part of a ministry but i was walking down a dark street at night and there was a guy that came up and started to talk to me and in the middle of the conversation uh, two of his buddies came around behind me and uh, i just remember that because i was younger I still had both my original hips, uh, and I just took off, and uh, I knew there was a fire station two and a half blocks away. I took off. I ran into the fire station out of breath. Uh, They were like, sir, what's wrong? I said, those guys. Of course, they weren't anywhere. I don't even know what they were doing. They could have been trying to sell me something. I don't know what they were doing, but I ran, Uh, and I remember running into that place of safety, and that's very much what I want to help us do today. I want us to learn to do that. From Psalm uh, 9 and verse number 10, the scripture says that those who know your name, those who know the name of God, put their trust in Him. Okay, those who know His name, trust in Him. So we really want to talk about the importance of a name. Why it is so important? If I get a phone call and the first words are, is this Daniel? Now, there's only two people in the world ever call me Daniel, both of them when I was in trouble, my mom and my wife. Uh, If my wife calls me, I'm pretty sure she's not going to say, is this Daniel. And if my mom calls me, well, we got more issues than that. we got to go back to that whole fear thing. Uh, She's been dead for a while. Uh, So so if somebody says to me, hey, uh, is this Daniel? I know this isn't a real close friend calling. Close friends don't usually call me Daniel. Uh, Now, if we get into Dan or even Pastor or Pastor Dan, we get a little closer there, stuff like that. But my favorite names that indicate my closest relationships are Dad and Pop. Okay, I love to hear those names. And they, they ind- indicate the closest relationship. You say, how about with your wife? I mean, that's really sad. We don't have any nicknames. I, I have a few suggestions for you. <laughs> I was thinking the incredible hunk would be a good one. Uh, but uh, you know, I, don't, I don't think it's going. Married 40 years, we don't even have any cute little nicknames. It's not going to happen. Uh, but, you know, you think about that, the the name by which you are called has a lot to do with that, It shows you a lot about that relationship. Well, definitely that is true with God. If you hear somebody, and I don't mean to be offensive if this is a name you use, but usually if I hear somebody say, the big guy, talking about God, well, it all depends on what the big guy decides, or the man upstairs, I have a sense that that person doesn't know God that well. Jesus called him Abba, which is really daddy. Uh, And the closest, they're like that. So I want to talk to you, and I want to suggest you some things. And like I said, eventually we're going to write on our name tag something there. But don't do that yet. Let's think about a couple things. By the way, um, (laughs) I was at a teacher's conference one time, and a a friend of mine uh, was sitting behind me. And she was a young single girl. And I thought, teacher's conference, I, I, and we were close, you're going to be, don't be offended by this, but I, I wrote on my name tag, single and looking. And I handed it to her. I said, hey, where this? And of course, you know, she looked at it and said, Ah, real funny. And uh, put it. Well, what I didn't know is she took her name tag and she wrote on there that. But she didn't say anything to me. She just stuck it on my back. So I went all the way through this teacher's conference with, sorry, girls, I'm taken on my back, uh, which you know, proved to be a little bit, little bit embarrassing there. But what we're going to write on our name tag today is a name of the Lord that we want to run into, that we want to lean into. So we're going to look at some possibilities there, okay? From the book of Psalms, uh, Psalm 18.1, the psalmist writes, I love you, O Lord. What's he call him? my strength. Now, we, we need to make a name tag that says strength. So, uh, of course, with my electronic ability, I wired it up so that if we write the name here, it will then show up on the screens. But I need a little help, kids involved. Is there somebody that would be kind enough to come up and write? To, I, don't, I don't write very well, so I was going to see if I could get a kid to come up here. I'm not saying I have Dairy Queen certificates if you do. I'm not saying that. But these are sitting here. Uh, but uh, is there something? You will? You write the word for me? Come on down. Okay, you ready? Now, as she writes this, it says, his name is, I want you to write that word right there. Okay, that's the verse that we just read. The Lord is a strength. So, go ahead. Yes. Okay, she wrote a small, but that's okay because it's going to magically transform up there. Because of my techno beautiful thing. There it is. Look what you did. (laughs) Okay, good job, man. And uh, here you go. There is, uh, I figure I get paid for being up here. You ought to get paid a little bit of something, too. Uh, So, uh, gift card there. Okay, so the first word that I want us to think about, and maybe this is a word that you need to run into, but how do you do that? I heard somebody say, uh, give your weakness to God. Okay, well, that's great. That, that is a good thing. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote and he said that his strength is made perfect in my weakness. So I want to learn to give my weakness to God. When I get to the place where I just can't do anything more, I want to learn to say, I want to learn to pray, God, you are my strength. A few weeks ago, we had a, a little plumbing issue around here. Uh, we had a toilet that would not shut off. And it was flooding onto the floor and having a good time. Uh, And uh, I knew I needed to replace the valve in there. And there is a cap on top that you need to get loose. So I brought in my giant... uh channel locks, and I got in position there, and I locked on and everything like that. I could not budge that stupid thing. Uh, it, every time it would slip off, you could still see it, it's all uh, scraped up in there, because the channel locks would slip off, and then they'd pinch my hand, and I'd, I'd say different things. Uh, that, uh, anyway, the, uh, but uh, I was having a rough time with that. Well, that was a time when the Life Action Team was coming, and they were assigning different people to stay in homes, and they said, okay, Dan, in your home, you got this kid named Ethan. Now, Ethan was the bass player. I don't know how many of you would remember Ethan, but Ethan was buff. <laughs> uh, I mean, his arms were the size of my legs. And, uh, you know, and, and he. I said right away, I said, hey, and, you know, they give you this line. Hey, is there anything else we can do to help you out? And I thought, as a matter of fact, there is. <laughs> so I brought in my channel locks, and I had Ethan go in there. Sure enough, he walked right up like that, and he goes, Probably loosened it for you. Yeah, thanks, Ethan. Get out of here. Uh, but uh, but he was able to do that. But it is kind of like I can't do this. Okay, I cannot do this. And I have found in my life that there are times when I've come to that place where I learned that God is my strength, and I have this tendency as soon as I get going again to take it back and say I can do it again, and I fall apart, and I have to come again. So sometimes I have to remind myself over and over again and start each day, maybe by praying, if we go back to that psalm, uh, maybe by praying through Psalm 18 and say, "The Lord, I love you, you are my strength. And I want to encourage you, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. What name can you run into? Maybe that name that you need to run into today and throughout the week is my strength. And I want to start my prayer with that, Lord, oh Lord, my strength, because I'm out. I got no more strength, but I need you. The second uh, word that I thought we'd focus on today for a second is uh, into your hand from Psalm 31 5, I commend my spirit, you have redeemed Oh, Lord, my faithful God. And I thought maybe we have a volunteer to write my word faithful up here. Yes, sir, come on down. It's amazing, the power of Dairy Queen. Wait, wait, you don't get that yet. You didn't write the word. Good night. If I give that to him, I wouldn't get my word. You got it? Are you a speller? You got it already? F-A-I-T-H-F-U-L-L. No, no, there's another. Uh, I'm just I'm just kidding. Oh, now you do get that. Thank you, sir. Give him a hand. And our second word, sorry, didn't know if I was going to be able to magically transfer it. But our second word then goes up here, And if we can focus for a moment again on the God who is faithful, okay? The Bible also says in another psalm that it says his name is near, is that idea. James wrote and he said, if I draw near to God, he will draw near to me okay uh, Joshua wrote in 1 uh, 9 or in the book of Joshua tells us that Joshua uh, said that his strength is always there he'll be with you be strong and of good courage because I'm with you everywhere you go I'm with you everywhere you go God is always there he's always faithful can I tell you something kind of negative negative? and that is this people are going to let you down pastors are going to let you down <laughs> I've had a couple of situations where people have texted me a very important message, and I needed to at least text back and, and uh, get some more details. And here's what I do in my, in my sharpness. I put the text down, and I forget to hit Send somebody else do that, or is that just me? Okay, good. A few people are even young that do that. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, and then like later on, I'll think, why didn't that person ever respond? <laughs> and then I look, That's why. Uh, I never hit send to the message, and I've done that a number of times where somebody really wanted to hear from their pastor, and they couldn't. I got a call one night. Uh, a man in our church, his dad had passed away, and it was like two o'clock in the morning, and he called. He said, could you come? And I was in a hotel room in Poto, Oklahoma, and I, I couldn't come. And you know, again, there's going to be times when pastor's not there for you when even your good friends aren't there for you there may be times and there probably will be some times when even family can't be there but God is faithful even when I am faithless I love the songs we were saying just before the message we're going to come back to one of them in a little bit here but we sang a song last week about the Waymaker, miracle worker and one of the phrases in there that I love to repeat is even though I can't see you you're working And even when I can't feel you, you're working. And I am reminded that God is faithful, that's who he is. There will be times when I feel isolated, when I feel alone, but I know this is the character of God, the unchanging character of God, and he is faithful. For you, O Lord, Psalm 86, 5, are, one thing it says he is, is good. And then he is forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. I want to go to our next word, if we could. And we have a nice little easy word. You want an easy word? Okay, here you go. The easy word is regenerate. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, the easy word is, God is, you got it? Can you remember how to spell that? Oh, are you sure? It's four whole letters. G-O-O-D. Very good. Okay, nice work. Yes. Congratulations. And the fans go wild. But uh, as we focus for a moment on that, oh, I forgot to hit the magic button. Have you noticed I'm a little having a hard time holding on to my magic button clicker that transfers it magically to up there? There you go. But as we focus on the idea of his name just simply being good, there are times in my life when I look and I'm having a hard time thinking of God as good. Okay, you have been there? I'm having a hard time thinking of God as love because I have in mind what would be good and I have in mind what would be love. So I'm going to say something here that, okay, if you have never heard this before, then you're not listening very well, because I try to say this all the time. Josh asked me this week, he said, how do you keep from repeating stories? <laughs> you want to laugh at that? Okay. Uh, go ahead. I don't. I just repeat them. Uh, but uh, but the good news is, at least at this point in my life, I know when I'm repeating them. Okay? That's the good news. When it gets the other way, it might be time to have a little talk with the elders, and and uh, let's give them some flowers, and bye-bye. Uh, but uh, but but for right now I still know when I'm repeating and here's something I want to repeat over and over again because I think this is so crucial I know I say things like this all the time but I want you to understand something God doesn't look at things that are good and say because that is good I'm going to do that God is good so what that means is if God does it it's good okay this is very important we say the same thing about love God doesn't look and say oh here's what people think love is so I need to act that way when God does it it's love And I do not always understand why something is good, but he is good, good. Oh yeah, we just sang that. And I need to sing that sometimes over and over again in my life. And when I struggle with it, the best place for me to go in my mind is to a place called Calvary and to a cross. And I remember that on the worst day this world has ever seen, when there could be nothing good said about this, that the Son of God was taken and tortured and crucified. And people mocked and spit on him and, and then his believers turned away because they thought, what, what in the world we were following this guy and look what's happened. There's nothing good. We had hoped it be better than this. There's nothing good. But I remember that in that, God worked out perfection, and that God does work all things together for good, and that God accomplished my salvation in that, and I remember that. And I sing, God, you are good. Good. Oh, yeah. And you are good all the time, and all the time, God is good. And I come back to that idea. Now, that verse, let me go back to it for a second here, because after it says good, You see, God is something else. God is good, and then God is always, I have one more word here. And that is, yes, sir. Saw that hand first. Oh, you got a hard word, though. The word is infralapsarianism. It's a a deep Bible word. No, sir, the, the word right here is forgiving. You think you can get that one? Okay, God is forgiving. You, God, are good. You got the F and the... Beautiful. An O, and an R, and a G. Notice I have to look between every letter. Uh, I, V, I, N, yes, and G. And the final button, magic button we push, makes us go and put that on our name tag there. Thank you, sir. Nice work. That God. Is forgiving. what I do? Oh, thank you, sir. There is, um, if you remember when we were going through uh, Revelation, we talked some about our adversary, the devil. There's two words that always come to mind. One is he lies. He lies and he always lies. Second thing he does is he always accuses. He's the accuser. He likes to bring up your failures. Okay? Now, does anybody have any failures? <laughs> Chris says something about Dan's daughter. or... Uh, Jason, somebody said something about dad's not afraid to tell you, for him to tell us his failures, and I thought, you ain't heard nothing yet. Uh, you just heard a little bit of my failures. But, uh, you know, sometimes when I think about that as far as the, uh, you know, the idea of failures. The lie that is shared into my life is God's sick of hearing from you. God's sick of hearing from you. How many times are you going to ask forgiveness for the same thing? You ever heard that? Here's what the Bible says about forgiveness the Bible says if we confess our sins, 1 John 1, 9, he is faithful. He never changes. And he is just. To do what? To forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all, all righteousness. I heard a story of a guy today. He was, he was saying how he had trouble. Every Sunday morning they had a fight because of the family being late for church. And, uh, you know, he'd be, and they'd, they'd, they'd come in fighting all the time, you know, and, and, of course, then you have to put your smile on your face. Hey, brother! Uh, like that. But he said, I had a terrible time with that. And he said, I was so excited when COVID hit, and we were home watching t- church on TV. I thought my problems were over. But he said, sure enough, the first week I had a big fight because nobody would come down and watch at the time. Uh, and he said, I just couldn't stop. He said, I thought it was over. and it. Have you blown it somewhere? Have you? Honestly. That the word that we need to run to today is this word right here. Pastor, you don't understand how many times I don't, but I know what God says. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Pastor, you don't understand what a big deal my sin is. I don't, but I know what God says. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and we run to him. Now, I'm gonna give you one more, but I don't need any help with this one because I'm out of gift cards, Uh, but... um, (laughs) But this, this one, actually, this is the last place in the Psalms. All over the Psalms, you find you are. Okay, I just picked out a few. All over the Psalms, you find God, you are this. This is the last place in the Psalms where those words occur. And the psalmist wrote, you are my God. I will give thanks to you. You are my God. I will extol you. And we can focus on those two words. God, you are my God. Here's why that's important. It's not enough that he be your church's God, your pastor's God, or even your parents' God. It is crucial that we know him as my God, that I look to him as my God, not to anyone else. Jesus said, I am the vine to which you need to be connected. I am the good shepherd that will lead you. Uh, He said, I am life that you can have. And he said this, he said, I am the way. And when we understand that Jesus said all those things in His name, He's telling us that we need Him. He is the way. He is our one way to connect again with God, to have our sins forgiven and to know Him. And He became my God on a day when I said, Dear God, I... I don't know, I don't completely understand everything there is about the Bible, and I don't understand everything there is about church, but I know this, I know I need you. I know there's something missing in my life. I know I need forgiveness for my sin, and I want to trust you. I want to believe in you, Jesus Christ, and and I I ask Christ to forgive my sin, and I trusted Christ that he had paid the price for my sin, and in that point, he becomes my God. Let me show you something that Isaiah said here. Fear not. And this kind of summarizes a few of the different things we have there. Fear not, I am with you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous hand. You see, the idea that I really want us to get a hold of today is this. Those who know his name can learn to trust his heart. Why we run to him and leave our fears behind when we run into his name. But what I really wanted, and the reason why I gave you these tags today, is I, I would like you, before you leave, or you can work on it later, but I'd like you to actually say, God, what name would you have me call you today what name do i need to lean into so this isn't for you to write your name on it but this is for you to write the name of god and and i want to tell you something i I mentioned a minute ago i picked four names five if you count my god and i picked them out of a a multitude of names okay you can go through the names of christ i started to mention some of them uh, that are that abound. And you can find these incredibly easy. You Google the names of God. Look for some of the Old Testament names, Yahweh, El Shaddai, and El Roy, and, and, and find out some of the meanings of those names and begin to lean in this. Because if we're going to know Him, we are going to know His name. Um, shortly after we came to church here, a lady gave this she might have sold it to you, knowing her, but I don't know. Anyway, I uh, gave this book to my wife, and uh, it's called The Wonder of His Name. Can you see how beat up that is? Well, my wife just doesn't take care of things. I, actually, it was about eight years ago, and it's got some coffee stains. It's got some. Uh, this sits on our coffee table. It's just called The Wonder of His Name, and it has 32 different days and different names of God. And I didn't even check for sure as to how my, I I see my wife read this just about every day, but especially on days when I know she doesn't have time uh, you know, for some reason or another she's not going to spend a long time reading the Bible that day or praying. Something's happening real quick. And I'll see her open this up and read just about one of the names of God. And uh, I thought, man, that's that's great. That's awesome. So, I went out and I bought some. I didn't go out. Okay, I went on Amazon and I bought some. Uh, And uh, It's called The Wonder of His Name, and I have 32 copies of it up here that I would love you to take them all and then ask for more, okay? Uh, A coffee table book, by the way, a nice hard back, colorful, (laughs) look at the there, Uh, but uh, she really was cheap when she gave you that one, Uh, but uh, this, but uh, I, I hope that you will take this and uh and use it you know take it in your home I, i'm thinking i was thinking one per family and if we run out like i said i'll get more for next week so don't don't be shy if you're like well i want to pay for it you can throw an extra 15 bucks in the offering sometime but don't worry about it. i don't want you to pay for it i want you to take it and i want you to learn i, w- I want you to really take the time i want to be super practical as far as you're saying hey what is a name of god that i can lean into Maybe your name tag is only something you really need today. I need to know God as this today. I need to know Him as my strength. I need to know that He is faithful. I need to know that He is good. So I want to pray that. Maybe it's something that will you'll repeat for a week. Maybe it'll be something that you'll repeat for a month. And I want to encourage you to do those things if that's what you need to do. And each day begin with like the psalmist did. He said, "Oh God, my," and fill in the blank. You are my strength. You are my Savior you are truth. Whatever that is that you need, I hope we can take it. I'm going to ask David and Trent and Rachel to come on back up, because uh, they were singing this morning, and first I thought, if we have time, and then I thought, no, we really need to close with this song, okay, because it it really goes into the whole idea of God, you are good, and remember that. So we're going to do that during that time, you know, maybe that would be a time when you, you just have the opportunity to say, Dear God, what, what name is it that you want me to lean into? But hey, your guest today, great. Take this away and take one take this one word and go with it, folks. Those who know his name, trust his character. Okay? Those who know his name, trust his character. That's a, that's a Bible idea. We need to know who he is and lean into... Th- The names of God because of the incredible rich meaning that they have and what they teach us about Him. So as we sing, uh, we're going to stand and sing again. I hope you can say, He is good. Hey, sometimes those words are hard to get out, aren't they? Honestly, aren't they a little bit? Sometimes, God, you're good. Oh, that's easy to say. No, sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm struggling with that. But whatever it is that God says, hey, this is the name that I have for you to take today. Maybe even while we're doing this, you can write that on there and then put it somewhere where you have it tomorrow, where you have it the rest of the week, uh, whether it's on your Bible or or wherever that would be, that you'll hold on to that. But let us worship Him. Let's stand. You've been listening to Pastor Dan Thomas of Community Church in Edwardsburg. For more information about the church, you can visit our website, edwardsburg.church. You may also contact the church via email info at edwardsburg dot church, or call us at two six nine six six three twenty six forty eight. Thank you for listening.